Oh, hi, shorties. Welcome back to the Shorty Games podcast. I am so excited that you're here. My name's Yasmin. I'm an ex-dancer, certified personal trainer and nutrition coach. And here at Shorter Gains HQ, we are just so committed to helping petite women, so that's women who are five foot four or shorter, to lose fat, tone up and feel confident without chopping your calorie allowance in half and without doing tons of cardio. So if you're a short girl or a petite woman and you are looking to lose excess fat in a way that feels amazing and in a way that makes you feel confident, sexy, makes you feel great naked, allows you to eat more, then keep on listening. Follow this podcast and subscribe so that you never miss an episode. I'm here to tell you guys about my accidental fat loss journey. And I know you would have seen that in the title. And a lot of people think that this is clickbait. It's not clickbait. It's not clickbait. I actually accidentally lost fat. That was not my intention. I didn't mean to. I kind of just fell into it accidentally and it changed the course of my life and my career. So, without further ado, let's do it. Okay, so let's start back when I was a teenager and I'm going to tell you a little bit about my body composition and the kind of struggles that I had, the kind of struggles that I didn't have. So I was never like, I never gained a lot of weight, but I also never really lost a lot of weight apart from one time which I'll tell you about. I was always kind of like a sort of average weight and I always, but I always could get to sort of the fluffier side pretty easily. Like I could gain weight pretty easily. I wouldn't gain lots and lots of weight, but I could gain weight pretty easily. And because I'm so petite, and this is another reason why I work with petite women specifically, you really can see, or it feels like you can see any small bit of weight that you gain. And I know, I know that you guys resonate with this if you are short. It always feels like tall people can just, they can gain weight, but you can't really tell because it's spread over much, a much larger surface area. Whereas when you're small or 5'1 like me, just about, it's not like that, okay? So any weight that I could gain, even though it probably wasn't very much, I could see it and I could tell, especially in pictures. And I wasn't really... In my teen years, not really confident pictures, didn't really ever like how I looked in pictures. And so, yeah, I always really struggled with body confidence, even though, you know, it wasn't the classic gained lots of weight, lost lots of weight. You know, I, I wouldn't have even gained that much weight, but I always really struggled because of how short I was and how much I felt like I could see the weight on me. And I also just didn't know how to get that toned look that people would always talk about and that was on Instagram and that I'd see online or models or, you know, whatever it was at the time. So I always struggled with my body confidence. So this was kind of my teenage years. But then when I went to, when I got to sort of my later teens, early 20s, I was at university. And again, you know, my first, my university was four years. My first couple of years, again, didn't have much body confidence, but didn't think too much about it either. Like I just thought that this is the way my body looked and I just have to deal with it. Then I went on my year abroad to Spain because I studied Spanish and business at university. I went to Madrid and I went to go live there and I had an awful, awful time. Awful time. If any of you are familiar with the, with the, with mental health issues and you're familiar with obsessive compulsive disorder, OCD, 
It's not what a lot of people think where it's like, oh, well, you just clean things. No, 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 no. Not only does it not manifest in that way all the time, it did for me in some ways. It doesn't manifest in that all the time. It just means that you obsess over certain things in order to kind of protect yourself or, you know, you think you're protecting yourself by doing these certain things. I was so mentally ill, really, really bad. It kept getting worse and worse and worse to the point that my hands were bleeding because of how much I washed them. I wouldn't go anywhere. I couldn't cook anything. I couldn't even use my own loo. Like, it was bad. It was really bad. And because I wasn't eating very much, which is not what I would recommend for fat loss at all, but I was, I was eating enough so that it wasn't detrimental to my health but I I wasn't cooking for myself I would just order like a meal from you know from takeout from delivery or whatever and I would eat that and that would be just about enough for me you know not to lose my period and not to completely put my body into survival mode luckily but what it did do because I was eating less than I usually would I did lose a bit of fat so it was kind of a an accidental cut phase and usually I don't really do like strict cut and bulk phases and within the SG method I don't really do strict cut and bulk phases either because I, I don't think it's the most effective way to go about it particularly if you're petite or the most effective way to go about fat loss but it was an accident I was really really unwell mentally and that's what happened and again it wasn't my intention I wasn't trying to lose fat so yeah I lost some fat without realizing because I was so mentally ill though from the year abroad I came home early to the UK and I noticed that I'd lost fat when I started to get a little bit better slowly after I got back to the UK and I went to the final year university ball and I didn't it wasn't my final year I still had a year after this but you know a lot of my friends were only doing three-year courses so it was their final year so I went to the final year ball with them and I noticed that I looked slightly different not crazily but I just kind of noticed there was a bit of a difference like I just looked a little bit leaner I looked different in photos but it wasn't terribly different so it didn't fully click that I'd lost fat but it I just had an inkling that maybe maybe I had a little bit so after that ball a few months later I found myself a summer internships when I was a little bit better after experiencing OCD on my year abroad and even when I got back to the UK for a bit I was a bit better and I finally found myself a summer internship and this internship included a lot of carrying heavy things see what I'm getting at here a lot of carrying heavy things a lot of walking a hell of a lot of walking because I was doing a lot of field sales which is you know you go to different shops where the product that the business sell are stocked and you go and you check that the implementation is all well and good so you check the products on the shelves see it's all good that it's on a good place on the shelves and you speak to the managers of the stores and this is all around London so I'm just walking all over London with heavy bags that have sampling bowls and plates and lots of snacks in them because it was a snack company that I was interning for. At some of the locations, I actually had to put up my own stand. So on some, in some cases, I was carrying a massive bag that was about the height of me with metal rods to get the stand up and, uh, you know, posters and boards. And so it was heavy. It was heavy. I had a backpack. I had that. And, um, you know, all carrying all the snacks as well. And I was just walking a lot, a lot, a lot, and going up lots of stairs and the tube. And oh my God, it was exhausting. But 
what I always say to my clients is that when you walk and you get that momentum and you start walking places more often, it actually creates more energy. You feel more energized by that because you're out in the fresh air and you're walking and you've got that momentum. So that was very true for me because when I went back home after work and I'd be exhausted because I was energized from the walking and I just had that momentum, I actually ended up exercising when I got home. And I'd seen on Instagram a couple of people doing like kettlebell workouts. And there was another person on Instagram, she didn't specialize in petite women, but she was short. And I saw her doing, you know, resistance training, dumbbells, kettlebells, etc. And I thought, oh, maybe if I could do that, she's short like me, I could look like her. It seems to be working for her and she's not getting bulky and all of these things. So I thought, okay, I'll try that. And I had a kettlebell at home. I think I had an eight kilo kettlebell and a 10 kilo. And I had two five, five kg dumbbells. And so I just kind of started doing what I saw on Instagram. And I, it was really intuitive. Like I would just kind of feel like where my muscles were reaching fatigue. And that's when I would stop. Like I had no sort of number of reps that I would reach. I would just keep going until I felt like, oh, my muscles can't do it anymore. So I would just like squat and I'd like sit in the squat and just pulse there right where it hurts <laughs> in the squat. And like, you know, now, now that I am a personal trainer and now that I am in this industry, obviously I know why that would have worked because you're increasing time under tension. It's a really, really intense exercise to sit there and pulse in a deep squat. But at the time I was just doing it very intuitively because I had the energy to do it. And this is why I always encourage my clients to walk as well. It's not just what you do at the gym. It's what you do in your daily life. Do you get up? Do you stand up at your desk? Do you walk around? It's about that as well. So a few months later, after I'd been doing this consistently, walking and doing the resistance training when I got home, most days of the week, four to five times a week. And I then, after doing that for a couple of months, I, I went to go stay with a friend closer to where my internship was in central London. And we went out to this sort of bar cafe near where she lived. And she took a picture of because we were having fun. We just thought, let's be cute. Let's take pictures. And so we took pictures and I looked at it and I was like, who's she? (laughs) Who's she? I mean, not, not in that way, but I just looked at it and it looked different to how I'd looked in previous pictures. I couldn't tell exactly what it was, but the few things that I did pick up on was I could see my collarbones more. Previously, I'd never really seen my collarbones in pictures. I just kind of all blended into one, which is fine. I I didn't know. I just thought that, like I said at the beginning, I just thought that that's just how my body looks. But I could see my collarbones were more pronounced. My neck was more pronounced. My face was less fluffy. I just looked different. I looked different and I could tell that it was a good kind of different for me. I felt much more confident. And that's when I realized, that's when it all clicked for me. That's when I realized what I'm doing is working. And I didn't even realize I wasn't even doing it to lose fat. I just did it because I had energy and it felt good. And I thought, oh yeah, this could be like good for my health. But I wasn't trying to, you know, obviously I saw that other personal trainer and I saw that she wasn't bulky. And because I'd really struggled with, you know, leaning out. So losing fat and gaining muscle. I think I had muscle before, but I didn't really, I had fat on top of it as well because I wasn't walking very much. And my, my NEAT, which is non-exercise activity thermogenesis, 
which is just all the exercise that you do without realizing, like walking places, standing up, sitting up, even fidgeting, cooking, all of that stuff. I wasn't doing very much of that. And that was a big missing link, I think. So yeah, you know, I thought it could help, but I wasn't actively trying to, to get to a goal where I lost fat. I just, just thought, oh, this could be good. Wasn't expecting any crazy results, but this really was a crazy result. And I felt completely different. And from there, when you see results, motivation just continues. Like it's really difficult to get demotivated when you don't see any results. Cause you're like, why am I doing this? But I saw results and I was like, oh my God, I'm going to keep doing this. This makes me feel amazing. So from there, like I say, my motivation was really high. So I just kept doing it and I just, I would continue. I think what was really great about the way I was doing it at the time is that not only was I doing it very consistently, but I was also doing it very intuitively. Like I wasn't following a program and I was not a certified personal trainer at the time. And I was not following a personal trainer's program. I was literally doing what felt good to my body. And I just would put my mind in the muscle, which is what I always encourage my clients to do. And I would feel when my muscles were just getting near fatigue. And that's how you achieve that hypertrophy, which is basically building muscle. It's when you do exercises that are sort of between usually eight to 12 reps. There is scientific evidence to show that you could go beyond that and still achieve muscle growth. But without making it too complicated, it is usually between eight to 12 reps. But, you know, I was barely even listening to that, really. I was just going until you get to that sort of point where you're almost fatiguing. You feel like you, you can't, you can barely do one more rep. And then I would, and that went for any of the exercises I would do. So I would do like, you know, like pulsing squats, like I said earlier. And then maybe I would do, you know, a squat with a, with a, a push press. And what I also didn't realize at the time is a lot of those movements were compound movements. They were big squats, lunges. So they were working several muscle groups at one time and they were more metabolically challenging and they worked to be harder and they worked more muscles in a short amount of time. So I didn't even really need to spend a long time working out but I still saw results and so I kept doing that and then I went to back to uni for my fourth year and this is not something I'm terribly happy about to be honest because I don't think that that should be the focus of a compliment but I got compliments from people for the first time I mean previously I'd got you know, I'd get compliments from people, of course, you know, everyone deserves nice compliments once in a while, but it just, it, they were compliments about my transformation. And I think that was detrimental. It showed that obviously I had made progress, but it was detrimental to my mental health because then a lot of my self-worth was attached to that transformation. And I didn't like that. And I realized later how, how that really affected me. But what it did do is it confirmed that I had made a lot of progress and it really, it wasn't just me. There was a massive difference, even though it wasn't that I lost a lot of weight on the scale. And this is why I don't really encourage using the scale, but obviously my body composition had changed. So I'd lost fat and I gained muscle and I felt so confident. I felt stronger. My posture was better. <laughs> I say that while hunching over like this, but my posture was better. I was walking up tall, standing up tall, walking upright, head held high, was wearing clothes that fit me more tightly. I was wearing my flared jeans. Oh, I felt good in flared jeans. I still do. Mm. I do love a flared jean. 
I really, I rate them for, for petite women. If you don't have yourself some flared jeans, go get yourself some flared jeans because I love flared jeans. Anyway, <laughs> off topic. Yeah, so I kept going and then the pandemic hit and I wasn't walking as much. I was kind of adjusting to just being locked inside and also because I have a history of OCD where I was really scared of germs and contamination the pandemic hit me in a really bad place and I didn't leave my house I think for a good three months because I was terrified and so I wasn't walking and I noticed that I gained a little bit more weight again but the, the amazing thing was that because I'd built so much muscle and that lasts longer than just like cutting your calories and then you know regaining all the weight again because you didn't build any muscle so because I'd consistently been working out for quite a while at that point you know maybe like six months or something could be wrong but let's say around six months it's not like all my results just went you know like they they stuck around I still had muscle I still had tone I might have become like a little bit you know fluffier but because I'd been doing it so consistently you know I didn't just lose it straight away that's the great thing about muscle you know it is not so fickle like it doesn't you don't just kind of lose it immediately but yeah I just noticed that I was looking a bit bulkier, not, not, you know, in any really noticeable way at all. And I was still really happy with my progress, but it just went to show that how much the, the walking and the, the activity day to day outside of my workouts really made a massive difference. Then what happened is for some reason, probably like a coping mechanism with the pandemic. And again, I didn't intend to do this at all. I did not think, oh, I'm going to cut my calories loads. But I did. I cut my calories loads. And all of a sudden, I just started eating like around 1,200 calories because my fitness pal said so. And never did I think I would ever do that. But I didn't even realize what I was doing at the time. It's just, that's what it said. And so I did it. And it did not do me good. I lost a hell of a lot of weight. And I lost muscle with it. I still had some muscle. I do build muscle quite easily, which is good. But still, I'd lost muscle. I lost a lot of weight on the scale. All of a sudden, I was 40-something kilos. Usually, I'm more around like the 54 kind of kilo range. Give or take, it goes up and down. It's, you know, water weight. Like, I really don't like using the scale because I've been lighter and heavier than that, but not looked very different. So, you know, like, I just, all of a sudden, I was in, but if I'm down in the 40s, for for my height and my build, that's unusual for me. And I lost my period as well. For the for a good part of a whole year, I lost my period. I didn't have a period because basically when your body when your body isn't getting enough food, your body starts to cut off anything that isn't an immediate necessary bodily process so that it can focus on all of the necessary ones like keeping you alive, keeping, you know, your organs functioning. Your period is not an essential, like menstruation is not an essential process right there in the moment. It's obviously, if you lose your period, that's bad, but it's not like an essential process that has to happen right now to keep you alive in this very moment. And your body is just in a constant survival mode state a lot of the time because it still operates in a very primal way. So lost my period and it was only when I started eating more and I, I ended up going through quite a, a heavy binge phase because usually when you cut your calories aggressively you also binge the other way because your body wants to try and balance that that imbalance out 
So I ended up binging, binging, binging. And it was only a few months after that binge phase, really, that I got my period back. It took a while to regulate itself. But luckily, I got it back and it's regular now. But this is another reason why I really don't encourage dieting, because you just, you're risking that. You're risking your body not functioning optimally and, you know, stopping a, a vital process in, you, in your body as a woman. So, yeah, that happened. And that was my first really bad experience of dieting like I tried lots of other diets before like cutting out different foods instead of calorie focus like keto and vegan and well vegan is not much of a diet but I basically I've tried everything diets and lifestyles all of them but not the calorie approach and I did the calorie approach for no good reason I had no energy I was so my digestion was awful so Basically, if you take anything from this, don't do that. Don't do that. And we don't do dieting in the SG method. I repeat, we don't do dieting in the SG method. We don't do it, especially as shorter women. Because if you cut your calories, even not enough to maybe get you to, to lose your period, but even if you cut them quite a bit without causing that kind of harm to your body, you're still slowing down your metabolism because your metabolism meets you where your calorie intake is at in order to keep you alive. So if you do that, usually you slow down your metabolism and that makes it really difficult for you to then keep that weight off because once you start eating a, a normal amount again like a normal human being your metabolism stays lower and so all of a sudden you're kind of in a calorie surplus which means you gain the weight back and sometimes even more weight back so the most effective way to lose fat which is what we do in the sg method 12-week program is we build muscle in order to create that deficit so if you build muscle your basal metabolic rate increases and even if you keep your calories the same, you're still going to have a bit of a deficit, a wee deficit. And it's a much more sustainable way to go about things because not only can you continue eating a normal amount of food or maybe even more if you're really building up your metabolism, but you also can lose fat and you can have that tone and that, that you know, structure to your body as well, improving your posture, getting more of a toned look if that's your goal, feeling stronger, feeling more confident, standing up tall. So there's just so, so many benefits. I could, I could go on for days, but that is basically how I got to this point. So in that time between where I, before the pandemic hit, no, no, it was during the pandemic. During the pandemic, after I'd had all of these experience of, you know, losing the weight, getting toned, and then accidentally cutting calories when I didn't mean to do any harm to myself. And then, you know, getting to the point now where I'm much more in control of everything. And I'm a certified personal trainer and a nutrition coach. And I have just a, a much better understanding from my experience and from my education of how all of this works scientifically. I decided to set up Shorty Gains. When I had all of these realizations, I realized just how passionate I was about helping shorter women like me who have the same, who might have the same insecurities as me, you know, being shorter and having, feeling like you can see every bit of weight on your body when you gain weight and, you know, not being able to fit in certain clothes and having clothes not fit you and drown you because you're smaller, you know, feeling, having that fear of getting bulky because you're so small. And so it looks like any bulk, you can just see it really obviously. All of that, it just made me super passionate about helping women like me to lose fat in a way that doesn't make them lose their period, doesn't make them miserable because they could barely eat anything, doesn't require lots of cardio either. Um, and I became really passionate about helping 
women do that because of the, the transformation, the internal transformation that it gave me, feeling so much more confident wearing the clothes that I love. I ended up meeting my my boyfriend as well. He's, you know, because of how confident I felt, because I felt more confident to put myself out there. So it was a huge transformation. And now I want to share that transformation with you guys. And that's why I do what I do. And that's why I launched the SG method. So I hope you enjoyed that. And if you are a short girl and you want to start learning the basics of, of how fat loss, healthy fat loss and toning up works, for short women, then I have a free guide in the description below. So you can sign up and get that free guide. And you'll also be added to my mailing list as well. If you sign up for the free guides, you'll get updates from me to help you on this journey that you're on. See you next time. I really, really hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. If you did, please, please follow and subscribe to this podcast because it really supports small businesses like Shorty Gains and it would mean the absolute world. Also, if you're a short girl or petite woman and you are trying to lose fat in a sustainable way without having to chop your calories in half and without having to do tons of cardio and you haven't found any success yet with other programs, then you'll be happy to know that the SG Method 12-week program is launching very soon or might have already launched if you're listening to this a bit later on. So we're launching on the 2nd of August 2022 and you can join at any point after that but there's going to be a huge discount in the first few weeks. So stay tuned. If you want to book a discovery call, which is basically a 20 minute free call with me where you can ask any questions you want about the 12 week program and I can tell you a little bit more and we can just check if it's a good fit for you, then you can book a discovery call using the link in the description of this podcast. You can also visit me over on Instagram at shorty.gains and you can ask me any questions you have in the DMs. And if you're a short girl and you're super interested in learning more, then you can also go to my website, which is shortygains.com. And if you want to know more about the SG method, you'll find more information on the website. But just to give you a brief overview, it is a 12-week program. You get calls every two weeks with me, as well as weekly mini check-in calls. And you also get access to me on voice note anytime you need. So if you're struggling with anything nutrition-wise, fitness-wise, you can contact me at any point on voice note. And you also get access to a very fancy app where you will have video demonstrations of all of your workouts. Every single week, you will have a program ready for you, created by me specifically for you. And we'll work one-to-one -to -one together to make sure that you see results. So if that sounds interesting to you, then go ahead, check the podcast description, visit me on Instagram and let's have a chat.